Hello, welcome to Pretend We're Besties. My name is Nicole. I hope you're doing good. Thank you for listening. I'm very glad that you're joining me today in this conversation. If not, that's okay because I just like talking about things. Anyway, my neighbor is running a generator right now and it's picking up and the mic is like a soft buzzing. And I hope that it's not as annoying to you as it was to me when I listened to it. But if it is, thank you for listening despite that. So if you follow me on Instagram, you would know that I went to Costa Rica a couple weeks ago um, because I've made it my entire personality. And I just want to do a whole episode dedicated to what I learned in Costa Rica. I, you know, obviously had some personal growth. I did my own little you know, shadow work and whatnot there, but um, I did learn some things that kind of surprised me. So I'm going to talk about those five things that I learned because of my trip. And I also just want to talk a little bit about what kind of made me go on the trip. And so I have been battling back and forth inside of me about going to college. Going to college is such a huge fucking decision I mean, unless you, like, have rich parents or, like, get a full ride, then go ahead. Why not? But financially, going to college is a really big decision. You really have to weigh, you know, the return that you're going to get, the degree that you're going to get, if it's worth it, if putting your time towards that is worth it. And I am going to do a whole episode on college because I have a couple opinions and things to say. Anyway, I've just been battling with this decision about college And kind of like feeling like until I make that decision, my life is on pause. Like I'm in that limbo of, okay, well, we're just kind of like figuring it out right now. And recently I've just been learning that there, you know, you're always going to feel like you're in limbo waiting for the next thing. And that limbo that you're in, those limbos are going to keep adding up and boom, there you go. That was your whole life. And I just posted about this on my Instagram as well, that you shouldn't feel like you have to settle down before you start doing things that you want and going after your dreams. And in my case, I felt like I had to make this decision about college. Either you're going to go to college and, you know, you're set for the next four years, you have a plan. Or you decide not to go and start trying to find a job or building business. And I felt like until I made one of those decisions, I couldn't really do anything. I, you know, so I was leaning towards going to college. So I was like, okay, I really want to travel. I'm going to wait until I'm done with college. And I would just talk to my boyfriend every day. We would always talk about, oh, when we're done with college and, you know, this house that we're going to have and we're going to travel and we're going to be able to do this and this. That is literally just an excuse to not go after things right now because, first of all, it's scary. Second of all, it's not in the, quote, norm to go outside of kind of these societal standards and guidelines of what kind of life and what kind of path that you're supposed to lead. I don't know. This is, I feel like this is like rambling. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. But anyway, (laughs) I felt like I was waiting until I got done with school to travel or I can't do this and this until 
I am settled down. But really, you're never going to settle down. There is always going to be something new. You know, whether that's having kids or, you know, getting married or having things in your family, you know. There's always going to be something new that you're going to have to work on. And you shouldn't wait until you get a certain job or you get, you know, your degree or you have a certain amount of money to do the things that you want to do. And this is what I said on my, hold on, let me just pull up the Instagram that I just posted. Okay. You don't have to wait to have a house to decorate your space how you like it. You don't have to wait to have your big girl job to buy something expensive that you want. You don't have to wait until you're done with school to travel. And you don't have to be a child to still enjoy things that you did when you were a kid. Those are just a couple examples. I don't know. Realizing that and coming to terms with that idea has been a game changer in my life. I feel like I live my life completely differently. And it might seem kind of, you know, obvious like, oh, yeah, you're li- you should be living in the moment. And I was living in the moment. But I just was pushing off these little goals and dreams that I had until I was settled down. So that's what made me want to go to Costa Rica. It was so last minute. I was just tired of waiting and waiting. And I didn't want to wait four years until I was done with college or however many years until I build a business. I didn't want to wait. I just didn't want to wait because what if I died? I always hear stories of people who wait until their retirement to go travel the world, and they don't even make it to their retirement. And all that time, all those years they had, they could have been doing whatever it is that they wanted, and they just felt like they had to wait because that's what society tells us we have to do. So if you have something that, you know, you're so excited for and you're waiting for, and you're holding it back because you don't think it's the right time or you're not settled enough, just fucking do it. I dare you to do it. People are going to be mad. People are going to be judging you. People are going to think that you're stupid and you're making the wrong decision. You're not. Do it right now. If you have the means to do it, go. It doesn't have to be traveling. It could be anything. Like I, you know, have been living at home still and for going on two years now and I haven't been decorating my room how I like it. Because I'm like, oh, well, I'll just wait till I have my apartment. No. As soon as I got back from Costa Rica, I had like $300 worth of packages waiting for me to decorate my room and make it exactly how I wanted. Because why should I have to wait? Why? <laughs> why? You're going to, if that's how you live, you're going to constantly be waiting and waiting for the next thing. Spoil yourself. Create your dream life right now. So that led me to a last minute decision to (laughs) book a flight to Costa Rica. Literally the day that I proposed the idea to my boyfriend, I was like, oh, I wish we could just go to Costa Rica right now, like in a couple weeks. And he was like, let's do it. Not to brag, but I love my boyfriend because he is on all the same wavelengths as me. No one else will put up with my ideas and my, like, not impulsive, like, it's a bad thing because we have, like, a negative connotation around impulsive, but my impulsive decisions and ideas, and he's just always on board with them, so half of this is 
his doing as well. But he was just like, yeah, let's go. Like, why not go? What's the reason? I was like, yeah, you're right. And literally an hour after that, we booked an Airbnb and we got a ticket. (laughs) So, yeah. Go do whatever the fuck you want to do right now. Right now. Now, on to my five things that I learned in Costa Rica. Not just in Costa Rica in general, which Costa Rica was a beautiful place. I loved it. I would live there. But just traveling and leaving the United States in general because it was a little bit of a culture shock. But the first one is before we even left the border of the gorgeous Miss America. The first thing that I learned was that when you do something that is out of the norm, quote unquote norm, or that, you know, people think that that's not a normal path for you to take. Most people will not be supportive of you. A lot of our family members kind of, you know, had some snide comments to say. They were talking about us in the family like we were being stupid. We were wasting our money. All the things to say. Everyone had all these little comments to say. And I didn't let it get to me because I knew that they just wished that they could do it too. Like, for example, I'm not hating on my parents. I love them, but my parents always told me that, you know, if they won the lottery, they're going to Costa Rica on vacation. And they, neither of them have left the country their whole lives. So it was a little upsetting to them when we said that we were going to Costa Rica, especially because my boyfriend and I are 19. So they went their whole lives and they didn't get to go. And it's like where they dream to go. So you know, it's upsetting to hear that we're taking ourselves there and they just have to kind of sit at home and watch the pictures and videos. (laughs) But yeah, not everyone is going to support you. People are going to tell you that you're going to fail or that your idea is stupid. And they're just upset because they wish that they could do it too. And they couldn't do it themselves. They're upset that they couldn't do it and you did. And this goes for anything. This goes for, I see a lot of women that, or anyone really, that start a business and say, you know, I want to start a business. Mainly women, because when men want to say it, we expect them to immediately succeed. But women, a lot of people say, that's so dumb. You're going to fail. How are you going to start a business? You're not going to make any money. Why would you quit your job? They wish that they could quit their job. They wish that they had the courage to start a business. They wish that they had the confidence to do that. And at least where we live here, it's extremely unusual and out of the norm. And rare. I honestly don't know anyone else that has went on like a self-funded trip at our age in this area. Without like going on like a school, like a broad trip. That's not a brag. That's just saying that. That's how unusual it was. So you can imagine the amount of comments. People that I didn't even know, like, had some type of comment to say when they see me. You know, even if it was supportive, like, passive-aggressive, like they heard from my family. I don't know. So weird. People I don't even talk to or that I wouldn't even expect them to know. It was, like, news. 
it was news that, oh, they're going to Costa Rica. They're going on a trip. They're spending their savings and going on a trip. Like, it was fucking breaking news. So weird. I don't know. Not everyone is going to support you in what you do. So the people that do, those are the riders, girl. That was so cringy. Just forget I said that. Number two is that I'm not a drinking gal. Maybe things will change when I'm actually of age. But I was of age in Costa Rica. And the first place we went to immediately ordered a Moscow meal. When I am of age and if I do drink and go out and have a little cocktail with my dinner. I'm a Moscow mule girl. Okay. I am. I am a Moscow mule's biggest fan. I'm telling you. Oh, it's so delicious. I bet when I have it in America, I'm going to be disappointed, but I had a Moscow mule and I was like, damn, this is $9. Delicious. Gorgeous. But like, I kind of wish it didn't have alcohol in it. Like I could just drink it plain and I would be so happy. I just realized that I liked the act of drinking a fancy drink with dinner. And I don't really care, like, if I'm getting a tipsy outfit or not. Because, to be quite frank, it just makes me tired. It just makes me want to go home and go to sleep. And I don't want to do anything. And also, I feel like I'm not there. Like, if you struggle with disassociating, I feel like drinking just elevates that for me, like, immediately. Like, it will take a lot for me to, like, actually get drunk. But, like, after the first couple sips, like, I'm, like, dissociating already. But not, like, tipsy. I don't know how to explain it. If you know what I'm talking about, like, you just feel like you're, like, watching from a third point of view. I don't even know. If you understand what I'm talking about, God bless. Because it happens every time. It's so weird. And it was so expensive. The drinks were, like, $9. And I'm pretty sure that's how expensive it is in America, too. It wasn't just Costa Rica. But I had that one drink I had another drink on the beach and that was it and I only had it so I could take a cute picture and because it looked like it was going to be yummy tasty drink which it was but then I was also exhausted and I feel like I was watching myself in a third person point of view drinking is not for me that's what I learned about myself you know as an of age consumer of alcohol in Costa Rica The next thing that I learned is that, I mean, I already knew this, but, like, seeing it in effect in my body was so crazy. America, the food, has all this chemicals and shit to make you addicted to the food. Now, you might know this, you might not know this. I really haven't done a lot of research on this, so maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that this is true. They put all these chemicals that make you, like, addicted, especially fast food. I know fast food, for a fact, does it, but I'm pretty sure, like, other food, like, processed and packaged food, they do it, too. And chips and stuff. Like, have you heard that they put addictive chemicals in chips? That's why when you open the bag of chips, you go crazy. You're not done with those chips until the bag is empty and you're in there clawing at the crumbs in the bottom. Because of the chemicals. It's like nicotine, like a drug. Anyway, I knew this, but it took effect in my body. If you, you know, are sensitive about talking about food and disordered eating, just letting you know that that's what I'm about to talk about. So, trigger warning, I guess. But, I do struggle with 
some disordered eating habits. I struggle with binge eating. I will eat and eat and eat until I literally can't walk. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't get up off the table and keep walk, like, walk. So I'll just keep eating. Like, that's how bad it is. I'll be in excruciating pain. Can't walk. Can't bend over. And I just want to keep eating because I just love the way that it makes my brain feel. I love the taste of food. I barely even, like, remembered what being hungry felt like because I would be always shoveling food down my throat. And it wouldn't be, like, three times a day. It would be once a day, usually at night. So then that would, like, carry me through the whole rest of the day when I woke up. And then at night I would binge eat again. And I, like, couldn't focus. I remember, like, a couple weeks where I just really struggled with focusing because I could only think about food. Like, it's kind of embarrassing. I felt like my dog, my dog is so food motivated. All he does is eat, sleep, breathe, like, get a chance to get a snack from the table. And that's how I felt for a couple weeks, you know, a couple months ago before we left. And I was like, okay, this is really bad. So I started working on you know, fixing my eating habits and controlling my urges. But I would be sitting at work, staring at the computer, trying to work on something. And I just couldn't focus. I would just keep thinking about Taco Bell and nachos and French fries and think about how bad I want it. And is part of this mental illness? Probably. But is a big part of it the addictive chemicals that are in the food in America? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Because in Costa Rica, I didn't feel that way at all. And maybe it was because, you know, my nervous system, when you travel, your nervous system really gets all out of whack. Maybe it's because my body was just out of whack. But I was eating consistent meals. I wasn't overeating. Like if I, you know, felt full and I sewed food on my plate, I just didn't want to eat it anymore because I felt full already. And I didn't really notice this until about five days into the trip was when I really started feeling like not the urge to binge or keep thinking about food. It was so weird. I was just walking and I was like, and I looked at my boyfriend, I was like, I haven't been thinking about eating for like the past couple days until I'm hungry and my body sends me hunger cues, which it never did before. If it did, it was like rarely. And just in a couple days, I started feeling completely different about my eating habits and how I felt towards eating. I would only eat when I was hungry. And when I did eat and I wasn't hungry anymore, I would stop. That was like unheard of to me in my belly. And I feel like, how can my eating habits change so fast? And I, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the chemicals in the food that make you addicted. Because I didn't feel like I was addicted to food anymore. Because I would label myself before as food being an addiction. That's how bad it was. But now that I'm conscious of this, and I felt like this effect in my body... Since coming home, I haven't really binged at all, and I've been trying to eat consistent meals, 
waiting for my body to send me my hunger cues. And I've just been having a different mindset around food just because I saw how this affected my body and how being somewhere else with different food affected my body. And it, the food in Costa Rica was delicious. It was healthy, nutritious, scrumptious. You know, there was a good variety. It wasn't the food because it was better than it was in America. I don't know. Something in there was different than the food I eat here. So, yeah, I'm so glad that I learned that and went through that experience because now my relationship with food coming home is way better and I'm a lot more cautious to try not to I don't know like I guess relapse into this mindset and like addiction that I had to food my next number four that I learned is that you don't have to be like a super tourist to make the most of your trip now jane lyon if you don't know her she's jane of 801 on instagram she is my queen she made a podcast episode about this um her most recent one landing in liz some something with an l i feel like it's lisbon but i feel like lisbon is the country I promise I'm smart. I just... Landing in Lisboa. See, I knew it. Anyway, if you want to hear more, a more articulate take on this, listen to her podcast because it was so good. Loved it. I felt like I was finally heard. But anyway, you don't have to be a crazy tourist. Go to all of the sites in the city. Everything. See everything. And exhaust yourself to make the most of your trip. Me? I went to about three touristy destinations the whole trip because they were easily accessible and like we didn't really have to go out of the way to experience it. And that was it. The rest of the time there, we just, just lived our everyday life. Like we lived there. And that is just as fulfilling as it is to go and be a tourist. Everyone's different. And I feel like we have this expectation that you have to go, go, go. Do this, this, this. Go to every restaurant. See everything. Or else, you know, what did you pay your money for? When you can just relax at home. But the energy in Costa Rica. The vibe in the air. It is so different. Like as soon as we landed, I just felt like this completely different shift in energy. And just being around that and living, like, my everyday life in that energy was so fulfilling. I loved every second of the trip. I came home feeling so good. A lot of things have changed in the way I'm feeling for the good. And I just owe it to just being able to relax and settle into the country, into the cities that we were in and cities, towns, because it, it was very small towns we were in. But I had time to really settle in and just feel at home. Listen, like we said in the last episode, if you're manifesting living there, wherever you're going, would you act like a tourist or would you just pretend like you already live there? I just acted like I lived there and I feel like I can say I live there 
<laughs> okay, maybe not, but we had a couple days where we, the only time we left our little hotel room, well, our shipping container, because there's a repurposed shipping container we were living in, we only left just to go grab something to eat, and when we came back and, like, watched movies and, like, read and journaled and swam in the pool. And it was just as fun. Next, the last one is that I already knew this again, but I hold all of my beliefs with an open hand. They are ready to change and adapt any moment when I learn new information, experience new things. But this was something I already believed, but I feel like it was really, like, solidified. And it's that America brainwashes you into thinking that every other country besides the United States is bad. And, like, third, third world country, everyone is a sex trafficker and a terrorist and, you know... everyone everyone that I talked to said oh be careful you know you might get you know sex trafficked people in my family told me oh you're a pretty girl you're gonna get sex trafficked down there like you're literally terrifying me but I also knew that people think that every country is bad and scary especially ones where people predominantly are not white And everyone was just, everyone had something to say. Everyone had a comment about it being unsafe. Just like any other country, people would say that it's unsafe. When really, I feel unsafe here in America every single day. I feel unsafe going to the grocery store or the movie theater. And when I was in school, I felt unsafe going to school. So what really can make me feel more unsafe than being here? So what I learned was that that's kind of a crock of shit and kind of just stems from people being, one, racist, and two, just being brainwashed by our government and society that America is the only place where people are civilized and not criminals. Even though I work in a newspaper place so I see the news every day every day someone is getting shot every day someone's murdered every day someone's raped every day there's a new pedophile like um, like America's not crawling with criminals even in our my little small town there's always something new so yeah I learned that that wasn't true everyone there was so nice everyone seriously was just make trying to make a living and mind the business. The only one rude person that I experienced, and not that being rude is a crime, like rude isn't like what I'm referring to, but I witnessed one rude person the entire time I was there, and it was Amer- an American. <laughs> Everyone else was so nice. The locals were nice. When we first landed, there was a guy right outside the airport, and we were traveling from an international airport to a domestic airport in Costa Rica, and they were right next to each other, but you had to walk, like, 0.2 miles. Like, they weren't right next to each other, but it was a little distance, and right as we got off the plane, there was a guy standing there, and he was like, you're looking for the domestic airport, and we were like, yeah, we are, 
he was like, oh, let me show you. Come on. And my boyfriend started walking with him. And I was, like, shitting my pants. I was like, oh, as soon as we land, we're going to get kidnapped right here. No. He didn't even. He literally just walked us over to the airport, the next airport, and showed us where it was and where to go in. And I thought he was leading us to, like, a van to go send us away and sell us. So right away, I realized that I need to kind of, obviously, no matter where you go, especially as a woman, you need to keep your guard up. You need to have common sense and be aware of your surroundings. But once this happened, I realized, okay, not everyone is going to be trying to sex traffic me. I'm going to keep my head on a swivel. I'm going to keep my wits. But I'm not going to be scared every 10 seconds thinking that every local that I see is going to kidnap me. And once I realized that, put a little more faith in people, it was great. Everyone was so nice. Even though we were gringos, they were still nice to us. I don't know. I just, I knew that, like I said. But really, you know, putting that belief to the test and solidifying it, that was a big learning experience for me. A lot of the things that we think about other places and other types of people are not true. Shocker. I feel like a lot of us are coming to realize that already. But even just thinking that every other country, I don't know, I just don't understand. We think that every other country is so bad and so criminal, but yet everyone really wants to travel and leave low key. But they won't say that, but low key, you know. So yeah, I feel like I just did a lot of rambling, but I honestly love listening to people ramble and go off on different, you know, little trains of thought, but that is all that I have. Those are the five, like, things that I learned in Costa Rica, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm just like, what else do I have to say? Because I feel like I came into this having so much to say. But I think that I'm going to be done saying things for today. So that is it. I hope that you enjoyed. I hope that you made sense of any of the things that I said. Can't say that I feel the same way, but I hope you do. And I hope that you have a great day. Hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great Labor Day. I didn't even know what Labor Day was, to be honest. But I guess for some reason... People who work hard every year, they deserve like a day off to be celebrated. Just one day. Anyway, I have a good Labor Day. Call off on Tuesday too while you're at it. Like, fuck. That's all they're going to give you is one day. One day off you get. Okay. Listen. Enjoy your Labor Day. Do some self-care. If you don't have a job, enjoy your Labor Day just as much because you're living everyone else's dreams. So you're really doing the hard work here by carrying all of our dreams. And just have a beautiful week. Oh my god, it's almost fall. Have a beautiful intro to fall. It's like 90 degrees here, but I'm just pretending that it's fall still because some of the leaves are falling early. My tree outside, the leaves are turning yellow and a bunch of them fell already. So it's basically fall. Enjoy your intro to fall. I'll talk to you next week. If you want to rate the show, show, my God, 
that sounded professional if you want to rate my podcast you can that would be wonderful so more people can find us and be besties with us um yeah dm me on instagram it's at nicole cerebral if you want to chat i think that's it okay love ya thanks for listening bye